Hi and welcome to Spiritual Link, the podcast. A podcast about how developing spiritual well-being can help you in your daily life and how that can enhance your confidence in who you are and what you are. The podcast is hosted by Ines and Tor. Ines is a development medium with over 30 years of experience in the field and Tor has been her apprentice since 2013. In this episode, Ines and Tor will be guiding you through one of their visual meditations. You can support us by sharing an episode on your social media channels, subscribing to our podcast, and leaving a review. Remember, you can always find us on at spiritualinko on Instagram. Good morning, Ines. Good to see you. Yeah, good morning, Thor. Yet another Friday. Yeah. Yes. So good to see you. You're looking awesome. You really do. Thank you. You You look great. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Keep it coming. <laughs> but isn't it cold this morning? Woo! It is surprising. It's surprisingly cold considering that the, the, there's a blue sky and the sun is yes. shining. It is surprisingly chilly. Yeah, yeah, it really is. There's an awful lot of light in your lovely room. Do you have a large window? Yeah, I, I sit in front of a large window. So half of the window is like covered with a curtain. Otherwise, I would oh. be blazed with sun basically so i get the sun in the morning which is really nice oh wow that's that's very nice very cheerful yeah no it's 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 a great way to wake up like wake up with the sun basically which is really lovely yeah that's Mm. so so nice Mm. yeah so uh, what about uh, your meditation things everybody now that we've eased lockdown a little bit have people been a little bit friskier sort of uh, coming out of the woodwork yeah, I would say so a tiny bit. I mean, I think people are still waiting, right? And it also depends on where in the world you are. Because, I mean, yeah. in some places of the world, it's still quite hard lockdown whilst here in England, as you know, it is getting um, it's getting less and less so. It's interesting to like be in the city and being about you're suddenly like seeing lots of different people, you know? Yes, it's nice. It's nice. But yeah. I heard this morning on the BBC at um, a health uh, chap from, from up north and they were asking him about... Uh, worldwide travel and he said you need he said i can't completely give you an answer but he said that more people need the uh, the two jabs but worldwide it's not just us mm. before then we hop to any country it's not possible in a lot of countries and they said it's just it's a bit early just to yeah. think you're going to you know go off to peru and then come back and do this and this and he also said the cost of isolating yourself in in various countries that hasn't uh, that doesn't have a, a code of conduct yet. Yeah. You might have to do that in a very, in army barracks, or you might have to do that in a, one of their hotels, whatever it happens to be. So that it's, it's still just a bit too soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have someone, I know someone who's supposed to come home from South Africa in a week or so, and she has to pay 1,700 pounds mm-hmm. to, is- to isolate in a hotel when she gets back. Oh, oh, that hurts. That's oh, that's gruesome. Why yeah, and the thing say? is, like, she's, she's been. I think because I think she traveled there before the hotel thing began. Okay. I don't think she was aware. Like at the moment, at the time, she she has family there, so yeah. she didn't know that she had to, would have to do this when she gets back. So it's uh, yeah, exactly. A, a sour yeah, one, isn't it? That is, and that's exactly the sort of the question mark. We don't know what is expected of us in the other countries. Yeah. And I mean, people being people, the governments are going to try to, you know, milk it, aren't they? Yeah. No, I bet. I bet. Yeah. And I mean, I think I read, oh, was it in BBC? They said, like, India is now a red country, right? So, yes. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It should it, be red. Yeah. It all changes all the time. So it's a very, th- it's very fluctuating, you know? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. So I wouldn't yeah. necessarily, like personally, I wouldn't want to take the risk of going to Norway now and then suddenly when I come back, I would have to pay 1700 That would be outrageous. Oh, oh God, yes. And Norway is a clean country, meaning that very nicely. Yeah. And Europe, look what France is still going through. Germany, well, Spain is supposed to be okay, but only certain islands. But internally, the Spanish must be traveling to their own little islands. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, a, I think they are. It's a, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, it's still it's still not completely safe, is it? No, no, it isn't. No. I suppose we ch- through that we just have to find calmness in meditation, right? In meditation <laughs> and come on to our app, yes. Hear the latest news and discuss our concerns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's it's so good to see you again. And I really uh, welcome anybody who's listening, watching or listening both or one or the other because you are multitasking. But you know, the main situation in the, when we call them circles or groups, of course, that participate in, in um, let's say, in spiritual enlightenment is not just uh, that you want to be with like-minded individuals uh, that are on a spiritual quest. That's not the only thing. But it also, a group also gives the opportunity uh, to recognize what we're seeing, what we imagine we're seeing. And that imagination is obviously also very uh, correct sometimes. But if you have a group, that means you're paired off for aura readings, you're paired off for healings, for artifacts. What's that called again, Thor, uh, when you read a, a fossil? Psychometry? Yeah, psychometry sort of. Yeah, I suppose so. Yes, psychometry, which can go into artifacts. We've had that, haven't we? We've yeah. had uh, from the Gobi Desert, I had a rock or something like that, and so on and so forth. And it's interesting. Uh, that is what a group does. It supports us individually for our own needs uh, to recognize and see and be able to interpret what we see, of course, and then we get the feedback. In other words, we're confirming spiritual communication. So in a group, it's much easier with us. If you're listening to us, it's also easier, uh, even though we're not pairing off, but you're listening. So the camaraderie, I think you can uh, certainly confirm this Thor in a group is absolutely fascinating or can be fascinating because the groups that, uh, that, uh, that I ran were very structured and there was a continue, continuation of them all the time. People went on, let's say, uh, went abroad. I'm thinking of one of uh, uh, the young lady who just uh, about a three quarters of a year ago went back to Australia. She went there before. She says, oh, I'll come back. She joins the group again, maybe goes on long, uh, on long uh, you know, journeys, whatever it is, or work, whatever it is, stops coming to the group and then comes again. But it is a reconnecting uh, situation. So what we've always done with all of our meditations, we regress. And that camaraderie is so interesting because then we're all of a sudden, you know, we see what where we were connected in another lifetime. And here we are, different nationalities. The only point of interest that we have is the spiritual quest and different work styles. We never actually met socially, did we, Thor? Mm -hmm. All really. those years. Oh, everybody was too busy. And we also lived just a little bit too far away. The center hub was London. So that was the transportation, basically. But again, and now here we are together again. Different age groups as well. Just very, very fascinating. But with the uh, visualization meditation, uh, the inner sight, the seeing, the feeling, the touching, the smelling will automatically come forward to what is needed and what is wanted within your own individual mind. All the groups, everything that we do, obviously has to first of all center around what we want, what we want to do, how will it benefit us, and uh, that sort of thing. But so the visualization, understanding your visualization is the first port of call. But without the first port of call of visualization, other things can't happen and they won't happen. It's as simple as that. You have to know in your own way what you're seeing and what you're perceiving, not just take a, I guess so. Um, so in the meditation, I know I repeat myself, but that's part of the, the situation as well as meant to be. In meditation, we use the muscles in the larger part of the brain. But if that muscle, like any muscle at all, is not you is left unused, it wastes away. So if we do not keep it up, of course, practicing the visualization, the hearing, the seeing, coaxing our senses, our senses to awaken, that muscle will also will. Naturally, it will. The stronger the muscle, the stronger the ability to generate the power of healing, everything is healing. The feel-good factor is healing. The ability to help others is healing. Everything is healing. And moving through exercises, is fulfilling a part of your karma, which again is healing. But anyway, the stronger it is, that muscle is, also the stronger the communication is with, us, with the spirit world. It one easily follows the other. 
And the first port of call is the visualization, is the relaxation. You cannot do without that. It's no good just jumping into another area. So we have that part of the brain which can be nurtured, which actually must be nurtured. And that applies to, uh, to, uh, to the banker, that applies to the, well, the, the scientists, that applies to anybody at all. It does not matter. It is the first port of call. And speaking of the diversity of jobs that are around, wherever you are, concentration is still a requirement. It is always a requirement for whatever job we are doing. So that already automatically leads us possibly into a lighter state of connection of meditation. So no one uh, in the world is left out. Every, everybody is absolutely correct in, um, uh, you know, in their effort, in their quest, in what they want, what they feel is right. Everything is always correct. Uh, Thor, I'm just gonna have a sip of water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love our, I, I love the meditation that we do. And, you know, I've always been so incredibly grateful to have been introduced to that. And I really appreciate the visual part of it because it's always so interesting that you know you can you can sit in an office anywhere in the world or yes. be anywhere but you can take your mind to a completely different place you can travel to a completely different place it doesn't matter where you are and i just think that's so incredible yeah. that you can you can actually by yourself change yeah. your environment and i think that's just such an interesting self help tool in on itself like you you yourself can change the way yeah. that you perceive everything that is around you and it's amazing it is i think that's a very very fine way of putting it it's totally correct and of mm. course if we stretch that uh, teeny weeny itty bitty bit uh you can also turn the lights on and off without actually having to get up to open your eyes to do anything else uh we have that ability we're electric the light switch is connected to electricity so there's no reason why we cannot switch it off as you know, that uh, I used to do this as a as a bit of a fun thing until we were told off because that's energy. Mm. Instead of playing around with light bulbs and switches, why not project that same energy out to the world? You know, just make somebody's life bearable. I mean, mm. that's all you can actually do. But yeah. yeah, no, I think that's great. Great way of saying that, Thor. The in interaction, of course, that well, that was about yeah before COVID. It's mm. something will come back. We need people. Mm. But this, I think, is also great because um, uh, if, if someone's listening in another county, they can't always travel. Yeah. Time-wise or financially. So anyway, now if we can focus, uh, because we were talking about your amazing uh, gym that you always go to, don't you, Thor? I do, yeah. And it's been amazing to be back now for almost two weeks. It's been incredible. Love it is it. nice. So much. Now, if we focus uh, just on um, on exercises, and exercises of often have names, and I'm thinking of one um, uh, one area. Let's say if we just take yoga, within that one term of yoga, there are many variations of of that same exercise, and they are exercises, aren't there? Uh, and in anyway, but yoga that type or any fix, uh, physical, as, uh, physical exercises at all. These physical exercises often purport of being able to open and balance the chakras. Physical movements will always help the physical body to relax. So just possibly, in turn, because your physical body is relaxed, it would also help our chakras as the mind is in a good place. It's an exercise. It is a physical exercise. The chakras are etheric. So we're talking about two very different things, but the chakras still need the mind. So the exercises would help relax the mind. Stretching poses, etc. they all need concentration. So possibly from that point of view, are we not getting back to the very basics of what Thor and I are always constantly talking about? Relaxation. You, call, you can call it whatever you want to. Now, the, the methods of ideology will satisfy different minds, different needs, different commas. 
But they again would only, these exercises are only for the physical body and for the physical mind to accept or reject. And the same for the acceptance or the rejections of that particular physical body. So some people, yeah, great. You know, they, they can curl up into a, into a pretzel. Go for it. Yeah, if that, if that does something. On the other hand, some people don't have the limbs to go into a pretzel for whatever reason. So it's, it's a comic thing. And that's where it begins and where it ends. Physical exercise is always, always necessary, always wonderful. However, we also need to take time for balancing the chakras through the art of visualization. So after our body is superbly relaxed, then we go into the state of relaxing the muscle of the mind. And then we concentrate on that particular thing. If you're ironing, you can't do the dishes at the same time. <laughs> so if you're doing exercises, it does not mean that you're actually concentrating, concentrating on the chakras as well. Because last week we promised that we would uh, um, go through the meditation by uh, removing the debris, didn't we, Thor? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose this, I, th I suppose the main difference between, let's say you're doing yoga or stretching or any yeah. other physical exercises that will automatically bring more energy into your body and that will relax and cleanse yeah. the butt. Cleanse what? Cleanse what? But when you consciously focus yes. on the chakras and moving through them and opening and closing yes. them, that is a different exercise in itself because like it you said, it is a mental exercise. That is then yeah. the etheric. The yeah. body is very physical. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, all of the uh, the different uh, uh, gyms now have different uh, classes for different things. They all help the body. And because they're helping the body and the people doing them, it will also help the mind. Yeah. So the mind will in a, be in a better frame of mind in order to concentrate. Yeah. Uh, th so that's what we said. We were going to just really go through the debris and see if see if you like it. You know, the listeners, see if you like it or not. Now, each chakra has a different color and a different form of consciousness. But of course, we know that color also has a vibration. Color is sound as well. And so we have, uh, what is it? Color sound and crystal, something like that. Anyway, they have a color and every chakra has a different consciousness from being too grounded or doing being too much in the clouds. So when we visualize opening the chakras, we're also clearing the debris naturally. However, by deliberately saying something, which you will find out, it's that extra little push. And that's what I always like, bit more, bit more, just in case something's left behind. Mm. The debris, as we could call it that name, can cause an imbalance in our physical body as well as our, certainly our mental well-being. And if our mental well-being is so easily gets upset, come on, we're human. It just takes an unkind word and whoa, the day's gone. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, you just feel shattered. Um, but the clearing of debris is, is what, uh, what we call, Thor and I say, anxieties, fears, stresses, in all its beautiful variations. And this interferes uh, with our immune system. And the debris... As I said, we call it that. We can visualize as a deluge of heavy rain, uh, ever to heavy downpour of rain, such as mud, silt, branches, rocks. Da 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 da. You see it. We see it on TV. You know when these places are flooded. That is the debris. And when we've completed each chakra, the chakra colors will be brighter. So if you take a blue, it can be sort of slightly murky because that's where the debris still is. Every day we have debris, by the way. Uh, Doris goes, imagine a really beautiful clear sky or a, a nice a sapphire ring or you know, a color, anything like that. So once that color is brighter again, the wheel of life again, which of course, what a chakram is, wheel of life uh, moves smoothly or is balanced. Balancing may not happen the first time. So it is important to continue on a very regular basis, but you will, but Immediately you do this, you will feel the effect. You feel lighter as if something's been lifted from you. 
uh, you will feel good. It's a feel-good factor, that type of thing. I don't know about you, uh, Thor, but you asked me, uh, you know, at the beginning, I said, how was your week? I, I sort of, blah, 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 blah. but even in then, at those times, sometimes I'll just quickly, you know, open the chakrams because the chakrams, after you close them, will always be open according to the necessity of what each of us needs. So you're never shutting down. Don't worry, leave them open, otherwise I can't work. It's not so. But I even try to clear something, some of the, the heaviness away. If it's, you know, if it's too oppressive, everybody's around or whatever happens. Do you do that during the day sometimes or think it's about spirit or something? Yeah, I mean, all the time. Um, no, I try, what I try, there's a couple of, there's a couple of different methods which you've uh, talked about um over the last or since since we started working together all the way back in 2013 you know sometimes i in my mind try to visualize the brook because i find yes. that very calming and very soothing yes um sometimes you know um i say that phrase be my guide be my help that really helps yes 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 definitely so that's yeah. my two sort of two main go-tos when Whenever, because the thing is, like, you can be sitting in a meeting, you can be anywhere, and nobody can know what you're doing in your mind, right? Absolutely. So, um, whenever I find that my, when I, whenever I find that I need to bring myself back to center, I, uh, I try to either visualize the brook or say that thing, be my guide, be my help. Especially if I'm going into a meeting, I know yes. it's going to be tense. Yes. I always take a moment and just say, be my guide, be my help before I go in. Yes. And then do my best to stay as calm and stable as humanly possible. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the line, uh, uh, the brook of water symbolizes once we move over that, even though we are still visualizing perhaps in the same extent as we feel we might be, is the, the turning point of moving from the physical into your spiritual mind. Mm. And when the, when the mind gets used to that, it becomes a habit and the mind will accept it. Yeah. It's the same thing after our meditations, uh, anyone who has been following us, uh, there is always a violet mist. And the violet mist indicates we are now able to step back into our physical mind. It is only, a, it's only an indication. If you do a lot of astral travel and projection into uh, whatever it is, releasing your mind, that uh, that uh, indigo or that violet light brings you back. The mind's used to it. Oh yeah, I see the, I see it. You're back. You don't get a shock if somebody opens the door, the phone rings. You automatically go into that. It's a smooth transition. Mm. That's all it is. Yeah. That's a good point, uh, Thor, what you said. Um, with this feel-good factor also, the use of the male crystal um, is also very helpful in uh, increasing the energy, of course, to each chakra. But it is also a really useful tool in identifying which area of the body or which chakra may need a little bit of TLC. And then if that is sort of a quick method. Oh God, you know, I feel, which, which one do I need? Um, also, um, if we do not clear the debris, such, uh, this is not a, a scaremongery thing. Clear the debris with some form of an intent from our size, from our point of view. And then we close them, such as stress, anxiety, there you go. We could actually seal them in. You don't want to lock in your stress. You don't want to hug it. You do not want to do that, trust me. So our problems and the difficult people don't go away from a balanced chakram system. They do not go away. But what does happen, we will feel more confident, of course, about ha handling the obstacles in our life. And we will feel more optimistic in general. It's, it's just, you just feel it. It's not just a word or anything like, you just feel it, general optimism. And the, the, the consciousness in the chakrams also evolve with our life. Our life changes. We grow up. We have different challenges. We mature. We know what not to do, or we think we know what not to do. And so that consciousness also evolves with our chakrams throughout our entire lifespan. Mm. So um, anyway, with the chakrams in a moment, uh, um, Thor is going to lead us. And um, what we have decided to do uh, is that we're going to both use this method and we have done it before not very often 
but it's really effective uh, because our voices go very well together. Yeah. And as I said, we practiced uh, speaking together, things together, and it works very, very well, extremely well. Yes, we're gonna tag team, I suppose, um, on this on this meditation. I'll be leading a bit of it. Ines will be leading a bit of it, um, and then we bring all of that together. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we? Uh, shall we head into the meditation? Perfect. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Brilliant. Well, if this is your first time meditating with us and you haven't done it before, as I'm hoping that you've picked up by now, is that we do a visual meditation. Um, so we'll be, uh, we will be guiding you through a visual meditation, which will lead you into a meditative place. Um, don't worry if it's your first time, it's really easy to follow. And if it is your first time, just enjoy it, you know, just go with it. Don't overthink it. Just like, just go with it, see where you go. And if you love it, you'll obviously return. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's also completely okay. So, um, I like it. What we highly would recommend is that you find a comfortable position that you can hold for about 20 minutes. That may sound really long right now, but I can promise you time ceases to exist. So <laughs> that 20 minutes goes by like it's nobody's business. So um, you don't have to sit cross-legged. You can just sit in a chair, lie down, feet on the ground, hands in your lap or, or lie down on your bed. You know, Ines and I are very um, adamant that you should be comfortable you know, we say that your spine should probably be as straight as possible because that's the way that your energy travels. But, you know, if you're, what's it called? When your back is crooked, you can still get into meditation. It's absolutely, absolutely possible. So, and there is no, yeah, there's no hindrance in that. Just no. if you can have your back straight, great. If you can't, don't worry about it. You know, everybody, everybody can meditate. It has nothing to do with sitting cross-legged. Um, anything you want to say before we head into meditation, Ines? No, excellent introduction. That's wonderful, Thor. Absolutely. That's perfect. Great. So um, we all being, begin our meditation with closing our eyes. And by closing your eyes, you are allowing your mind to take a step back, to begin to resuscitate itself, and to regain its energy from within. We are closing our eyes to initiate that journey, to step back from all of our experience of stress, of work, of frustration. We are taking a step back. And now I want you to take a deep breath in, as deep as you can. And then you release that breath. And just feel how with every out breath, you're releasing all the tension and all the stress within yourself. And with every in breath, you're breathing in all the positivity and optimistic energies that exist around you. And now I want you to try to see within your mind a blue light forming itself within and around the top of your head. That blue calmness you can see is moving over your forehead, around your brows, eyelids and cheekbones. And from that, all of your facial muscles begin to relax. And that blue light shapes itself around your lips and throat and it swiftly finds its way back around to your neck and over your shoulders, releasing all of the tension in that area. And with your inner all-seeing eye, you observe the blue light moving around your arms, into your lungs and around your heart. And just feel how your breathing is slowing down and your heartbeat does the same. And you can now see that blue light circling itself around your waist, loosening that tight belt, and your stomach come completely out. All of the strain in that area is being let go of. 
And now you can see that blue light washing over your thighs and around your knee. And your body just becomes so heavy, so incredibly heavy. And at last but not least, the blue light moves down your shins and out of your feet. And you become aware of how slow your breathing has become and how relaxed your body and mind is. As you now see yourself standing on a barren landscape, on a barren desert, the earth around you is cracked and you can feel the warm heat beneath your feet and the sun that is pushing down on your shoulder. And there in the distance, you can see a line of silvery white light that you become drawn towards like a magnet. And then you start to walk. And with every step that you take, you're letting go of insecurities. You're letting go of doubt and any hesitation. And with every step, you become lighter and lighter. And you start to glide across that barren desert towards that white light in the horizon. And then you are drawn in and through that white light, which now surrounds your entire being. And that shifts you even deeper and deeper. And when that white light moves away, the brook of life comes forward. You can see that small brook of running water. You can hear it moving, its fresh smell. And then you decide to stoop down onto your knees in front of it. You cup your hands and you fill your cupped hands with the water of life. You move them up to your lips and then you drink and you feel that cool water moving of your lips around your throat and how a few drops moves down across your chest. And with that, you stand up and you step across over and into the meadow on the other side. And there you can feel the green grass beneath your feet. You see the flowers, the trees, and all the other aspects of the summery weather. As you feel the earth beneath your feet, become aware of a large white door, glowing, the door slowly opening as a brilliant white light reaches out across the meadow cocooning you, caressing you, soothing you as you're drawn across the meadow and into that long white corridor. As the door closes, you hear the sounds of the universe, the smells, the fragrances that touch the tastes of all of the colors. You find yourself standing in front of the base chakra, the vibrant red. Within your mind, you now open this door just a fraction. And as you do, you feel yourself releasing the stresses and the tensions that are associated with that color. And as they go away, you see a brilliant ruby red light glowing, moving through your body with warmth and upliftment. As we move up, now to the orange chakra, the spleen. We now open this door as wide as we can. And as we do, we see removing like the deluge after a long storm. Any emotional feelings that are pent up in that or area. And as they move away, you see the glow of that orange. 
uplifting you, a feeling of well-being in your mind and body. So we step out and now move up to the yellow of the stomach chakra. Again, we open this door as wide as we can and we release indigestion, the stresses, inferiority complex and so on associated with that chakra, leaving a golden ray of light, cocooning you. This bright, cheerful ray of light moves around you, through you, through your mind. We step out and now move up to the rich green of the heart chakra. As we open the chakra as wide as we can, we now see and release impurities of guilt, anxiety, see it all fading, leaving a perfect bright green light. It is the epitome of life itself, a freshness, an expanse, a clarity deep within yourself, a clarity of strength. As we step out, we now move up to the wonderful blue of the throat and upper chest. As we open this door as wide as we can, again, we release the problems, nose, throat and mouth, upper chest. See any difficulties, impurities drifting and moving away, like the deluge after a heavy rain, leaving a clear, beautiful azure blue light, a light of, of calmness, controlling your thoughts that might get out of control, soothing the attitude of mind, but dealing out confidence, strength, and power of the mind. Step out and now move up to the indigo of the third eye. As we open this door as wide as we can, again, we see the impurities moving away, which are imbalanced caused by the troubles and worrying thoughts. See them all moving away. And in its place, you see the indigo loom, a bright, perfect color, bringing forward the power of yourself deep within and without, bringing with it your own personality, confidence in your identity. As we step out, we now move up to the crown chakra of the violet. And as we open this door as wide as we can, we release any remaining difficulties, confusion, uncertainty, overreaction, misunderstanding, misinterpretation of events said or occurred let it all flow out, those doubts, the frustrations, the stresses, all applicable to Violet and the imbalance of the mind, let them go. And as they move out, you now are able to step into the comfort and safety of this peaceful room within your mind. As you do, each color in turn will once more caress you Give strength to where it is needed. Each color from the red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, all surrounding and moving into a perfect white light. We're now cocooned. And when that white light slowly, gently begins to fade away, you can see that you are standing at the edge of a forest in a clearing below a night sky where above you can see thousands of thousands of stars. You can see the moon and you can just feel the calmness and serenity of this place. There's no clouds in sight. There's a fresh breeze. And then when you look towards the sky, that dark night sky, 
There's one star in particular which stands out and shines the brightest amongst all the other stars. You look towards this one star and almost without noticing, you lift off the ground and you go up and up and up towards this one star. And you can see that the earth below you is becoming smaller and smaller as you are flying up towards this one particular glowing bright star. And you are eventually outside this one star and you see this yellow energy, which you now without hesitation and without doubt, you move in to the center of this star. And you can feel that you are standing on a solid surface and not too far away, there is a marble staircase leading up to a large stone door. You walk over to this marble staircase, this white marble staircase, and you decide to walk up each one of the steps, one at a time. And you continue all the way to the top. And you notice that with each and every step, you're becoming more and more relaxed, more at ease. And you're leaving behind old restrictions of the physical world. And then when you reach that stone door at the top of the marble staircase, you open it up by its handle and you enter into another room where the yellow glow is even brighter. And when you go inside, you notice that you are not alone. Your guide who's going to join you on this journey is there waiting for you, expecting your arrival, eager to come close. You walk towards your guy, you take each other's hands, your minds merge, and you can decide whether you want to stay here or explore. You will now have a couple of minutes to breathe and be at your own pace.
slowly, gently, and with ease. You begin to feel the presence, the presence of your guide, drawing you back into that room at the top of the marble staircase into the center of that star. You can see the yellow color, this yellow bright color returning all around you. You can feel that you're once again standing on a solid surface. And you can see the presence of your guide who is there with you. And you just take a look at who is there with you. What does that energy feel like, look like? And just appreciate that calmness and connection that you have just created. And then you begin to find your way towards the stone door. And once again, you open that stone door by its handle. And you see that bright white marble staircase. And you walk down one step at a time. And as you walk, you begin to find that you're gliding down that staircase. And then out of the star, back down towards the earth, towards the earth and towards that clearing at the edge of the forest. And just after a few moments, you find yourself standing back down on the earth at the edge of that clearing. And you feel that calmness and serenity once again that you have created for yourself. As you stand calm, relaxed and revitalized, we're now going to close those chakrams. In your mind, you find yourself in front of the violet chakram. And as you see it, take the energy that you need from that violet hue and gently close the door. Going down to the indigo. Again, as you stand in front of that hue of indigo loom, take what energy you need from that color and gently close the door. You move down to the wonderful blue, the azure blue. Take what you need, feel it, feel that calmness moving through you and then close the door. As we now stand in front of the, the green, the heart chakram, a balance. Take what you need from that color and again, gently close the door. We now we move down to the wonderful yellow, the glowing, cheerful yellow. Take what you need from that color and then gently close the door. We move down to the orange, the wonderful orange like a Moroccan sunset. Take what you need and again, close the door. And as we now stand in front of the red, the Kundalini, the base, take of that energy and only close that door just a fraction. And now once more, you find yourself in that meadow, walking towards that brook of water easily stepping across that dusty road is in bloom. An indication of your strength, your resilience and your own revitalization of your body and mind. As you stand there, take a deep, deep breath. And as you exhale, become aware of your own physical needs to move your shoulders, your hands, your neck, your feet, and then in your own time, you open your eyes. Okay, oh, okay, we're bouncing off the walls with energy <laughs> or going to bed. Thank you, yes. <laughs> or going to bed, yeah. Mm. So actually, because it's a, it's a podcast, the nice thing is you can take it to bed. 
when the time's right. You don't have to listen to it at a given time. That's the nice thing about it. Yeah, you can do it exactly whenever you want. You can do it in yep. the morning to set yourself up for the day or you can do it yeah. at the end of the day to like wind down. Um, yeah. It's equally revitalizing as it is relaxing. Totally. Absolutely. Total. Yeah. So, uh, I like, I really like the staircase though. That's really good. Very, very you. good. I enjoyed that. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we would all to all of our listeners, we would really love to hear what your experience was like. If you have any questions, if there's something which didn't make sense or something you'd like us to explore, um, please reach out, you know, yeah. subscribe, send us comments on on um, on Instagram. That's uh, that's the best way to reach us. That's that's perfect. And also to and all those listening, participating, we wish you success, happiness, love and remember we can't all see dreams in the same way. Exactly. Again, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will be back again here next week. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Thor. Great. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Spiritual Link, the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or want us to explore a topic, please reach out on our Instagram account at Spiritual Link Co.